This episode is brought to you by Accenture. A better you starts with better hydration. Accenture is on a mission to inspire people to do what matters most. Their proprietary ionization process transforms water from any source into ionized alkaline water, providing water that's 99.9% pure with a pH of 9.5 or higher. Essentia Overachieving H2O, the number one ionized alkaline water. Shop now. This episode is brought to you by Smart Food Popcorn. Some decisions aren't the best, like skipping ahead in your favorite podcast. Think of all the banter you'll miss, the lore in the making. Luckily, Smart Food Popcorn is a no-brainer. Deliciously tasty and available in a variety of fun flavors. It's a smart decision every time. Smart food. Add smart. To learn more, visit smartfood.com. Atlassian software like Jira, Confluence, and Trello help power global collaboration for all teams so they can accomplish everything that's impossible alone because individually we're great, but together we're so much better. That's why millions of teams around the world, including 75% of the Fortune 500, trust Atlassian software. Learn how to unleash the potential of your team at Atlassian.com. That's A-T-L-A-S-S-I-A-N.com. Atlassian. If you're thinking, I should go for a run today, but it looks like it could rain, Sierra says, save on epic rain jackets. If you're also thinking, but I can't go out in these beat-up old running shoes, Sierra says, save on top brand running shoes. And if you're still thinking, but I'm also busy performing brain surgery, well, then we say, you really should have led with that. Sierra, let's get moving to your local store, like now. Go! Hello and welcome to the Smart TV Podcast. I'm David Butcher and this is a bonus episode of the main Radio Times podcast. The idea here, it's just a quick sprint through the best TV that's coming up. We're short and sweet, so if you want something long and rambling to to while away the time while you paint the skirting boards or something, this isn't for you. This isn't it. Uh, I'll just be talking very fast about television, nine shows to watch and one to avoid. Starting with Inside Number 9, which returns next Wednesday on BBC Two. This, of course, is Rhys Shearsmith and Steve Pemberton. It's their very creepy anthology series, little half-hour dramas. It's very hard to categorise. It's not quite a comedy, but it is often very funny. And the nearest point of comparison, I always think, is... For people who remember late 70s, early 80s, that the great series Tales of the Unexpected. And it's a bit like that. Things start off one way and then we then they get flipped. Things they always take a dark turn. It's often very unsettling and nightmarish. They can be brilliant, they can sometimes be less brilliant, but they always get under your skin a bit. What's special about this first one is that it's kind of effectively a reunion of the League of Gentlemen, the wonderful sketch show troupe, because Mark Gatiss joins them. And it's it's a plot about a reunion of old friends as well. It's about these three friends who went to university together. They meet up for a strange pedalo ride out of season on a wintry lake in the middle of nowhere. Diane Morgan's also in it, uh, and she's great. Maybe it's not one of their top episodes ever, but it is lovely to see the great League of Gentlemen back together. So that's Inside Number 9, which is next Wednesday on BBC Two at 10 o'clock. 
Now, as we're talking about slightly edgy, uncomfortable sort of comedy, the following night, next Thursday on Channel 4, there's another one. This is Steve Coogan and Sarah Soleimani's comedy, Chivalry. Brand new thing. They've written it, they star in it, and it's set in Hollywood, and it's about sexual politics, which is quite a kind of dicey area to wade into at the moment. They talked about it on the, the main podcast. I really enjoyed this. It's really interesting, but it does kind of dance along a bit of a cliff edge. It does the thing that I suppose The Office was the first comedy to really do of making us squirm at the same time as we're laughing. We're laughing at things. We're wondering why we're laughing at them. Steve Coogan plays this Hollywood film producer who's a bit of a kind of dinosaur. He's a ladies' man. Uh, He has to call in the Sarah Soleimani character to help rescue his latest film. She's a hot young indie director. He brings her in. But Steve Coogan is very good at skewering that as a certain sort of vain, slightly kind of self-important, middle-aged bloke. There's one wonderful moment that sums it up where he introduces her, Sarah Soleimani's character, to the the very egotistical director of the film, and, and she's talking to him. And Steve Coogan says, isn't she amazing? And just... That three-word line of dialogue brilliantly sums up the sort of patronising way that some men of a certain age deal with women when they think they're being very sort of progressive and helpful. There's loads of that kind of very well-observed stuff in it. I've only seen the first couple of episodes, but it's always good to see a comedy with a bit of bite to it. So at the other end of the entertainment spectrum is Britain's Got Talent, which comes back to ITV after a couple of years' break on Saturday night at 8 o'clock, and then again on Sunday, it's across the Easter weekend. I, you can't ignore Britain's Got Talent, but also I don't want to ignore Britain's Got Talent because I do kind of love it. For me, it's the most fun of all those big, shiny talent shows, or it was, anyway. I'm not going to pretend it's not a bit past its best. Uh, there's always, we know how it how it goes, it's incredibly manipulative. There's always the, the moment where you think, oh, look at this saddo who thinks he's talented, that's what they're trying to make us think, or, oh, this person seems incredibly hopeless and uncool, but actually, look, they've got an amazing voice. There's always that kind of stuff in it. There's always the same kind of cutaways to people in the, in the audience gasping. But there's also some magic in there, I think, and... I sort of think it is basically like the circus coming to town and there's going to be some dodgy things about the circuses, but it's the bright lights and there's always worth a look. Uh, there will be something great in there. It won't be dull. All the usual gang are back. Simon Cowell, Amanda Holden, Alicia Dixon, David Williams. So that's straddling the Easter weekend. Talking about Easter, we tend to talk about feeling Christmassy. We don't talk about feeling Eastery, but maybe we should. And... The perfect way to get in a sort of Eastery frame of mind is on Saturday afternoon, BBC Two, or early evening, Easter from King's, which is the choir of King's College, Cambridge, in their glorious Gothic chapel, singing Easter music, and there's readings and so on. Now, obviously, Easter is a big part of the Christian year, but whether you're Christian, whether you're another religion, whether you're completely irreligious... I think this is a great way to go into a slightly different plane, to zone out a bit, listen to some fabulous music. They've got bits from Handel's Messiah, I Know That My Redeemer Liveth, a wonderful anthem called Greater Love Hath No Man by John Ireland. It'll put you in an Eastery mood, and if not, it will help you just step back a bit from everything. So that's Easter from Kings, BBC Two, on Saturday at 620 So also over the weekend, there is an enormous amount of great sport, and actually stretching through the week, 
I'm going to mention three things that are all on free-to-air terrestrial television. No sports channels needed. So, very quickly, firstly, there's football. There's FA Cup semi-finals this weekend. It's Man City against Liverpool again after their encounter last weekend, which was extraordinary. That kicks off at half past three on Saturday afternoon on BBC One. And then on Sunday, there's the second semi-final on ITV, which is Chelsea against Crystal Palace. Chelsea coming down to earth a bit after their amazing game against Real Madrid. But also, there's the Women's FA Cup semi-finals on both days. They've sort of yoked the two things together quite nicely. So there's an absolute feast of football. You've also got the Snooker World Championship starting from, of course, the Crucible in Sheffield. That's all week on BBC Two. It starts at 10 o'clock on Saturday morning occasionally switches over to the red button but basically it's there whenever you want to dip into it and get hooked on it in the way that snooker on tv has it can just be absolutely mesmerizing in a weird kind of way like nothing else and then thirdly there's also big rugby too it's people who like things egg-shaped it is easter after all Uh, there's the european champions cup on channel four on saturday afternoon it's the last 16 it's harlequins against montpellier that kicks off at 12.30. So all of that very cool sport on your regular Freeview channels. So next, I'm going to talk about Life After Life on BBC Two. This is the adaptation of Kate Atkinson's novel, lovely period drama. They talked about it on the main podcast a bit. They loved it. I think it may divide people a bit and it may divide people to some extent along gender lines, Maybe that's a bit too simplistic. I didn't love it as much as some people, if I'm honest, but it is a really interesting idea. The concept is we're in Buckinghamshire in a country house in 1910 and a baby is born, but the cord is tangled around its neck, so the baby dies. And that's awful, but then we rewind and replay the events as if the doctor got there on time and the baby didn't die. And this is our protagonist, who's called Ursula, and we follow her through her childhood and through her life. But we see all the times that she died, or nearly died, so she drowns in the sea, but then we replay events so she doesn't drown, she falls out of a window, she gets the flu. And in each case, we go back and follow a different sort of permutation of her life story. So that's a really interesting literary device. For me, on screen, it slightly saps the drama because there's less jeopardy and also because it feels as if Ursula is just a kind of passenger in her own life story a bit. But there's some really good actors in it. There's Sean Clifford playing her mother, Sean Clifford from Fleabag. There's Jessica Brown Finley from Downton Abbey in episode two. So I've got my reservations, but I think a lot of people will lap this up. It's lovely period escapism with a kind of interesting fantasy element too. So that's Life After Life, which is on BBC Two on Tuesday at nine o'clock. Now, at the same time, over on Sky Arts is a brilliant documentary about the world's most expensive painting. This is called The Lost Leonardo, Tuesday, nine o'clock on Sky Arts. Free view, of course, anyone can get it. This is about Salvatore Mundi by Leonardo da Vinci. Or is it? Maybe it isn't by Leonardo da Vinci. That's the big question. This was the painting that was found. It was found by a New York guy who we see in this documentary who talks about spotting it in an auction in New Orleans way back in, I think, 2005. And it was selling for $1,100. 
It was badly damaged, really cracked, horribly overpainted, but he thought there might be something there. He and another guy took it to New York where they gave it to a brilliant conservator woman who restored it and became convinced that it was, yes, definitely a Leonardo. They then sold it on to other people, kept selling it on until in 2017, it fetched $450 million at auction, by which time everyone was saying, yeah, sure, it's a Leonardo. It's the male Mona Lisa, was how Christie's marketed it. And that story of an extraordinary kind of art world caper with various very well-heeled but slightly shady characters along the way is fascinating to follow. It's really interesting on the kind of intersection between big money and high art, billionaires, oligarchs, Saudi princes and so on. And it does leave you with a lot of questions in your head about who decides whether this is a Leonardo, who decides what is the, what are the most beautiful objects on the planet. Will we look back in a couple of decades and think, how are we ever fooled by this? Anyway, that's great. It's called The Lost Leonardo, Tuesday, 9pm, Sky Arts. So also on Sky, but this time on Sky Documentaries, they get a lot of interesting documentaries from HBO and factual series. This is called The Lady and the Dale. It's on Wednesday, 9 o'clock, on Sky Documentaries. And it's a four-part story of a woman called Elizabeth Carmichael, who was a con artist in 1970s America, And she was a trans woman, which was obviously fairly rare in early 70s America. She was born as Jerry Dean Michael, and she'd been a con artist, a fraudster. She'd had a number of marriages, a number of kids. And then she became most famous for this extraordinary kind of business deal that she set up, selling a three-wheeled car that was supposed to have incredibly low petrol consumption. But actually, that was all an illusion, and it was just another scam. The story is told using kind of animations, sort of cut out pop-up style animations. And by episode four, it's kind of become very much about the fact of her being a kind of trans trailblazer. But it also works just as a bizarre true crime story. It won't be to everyone's taste, but it's a really quirky little interesting number. So that's The Lady in the Dale on Wednesday on Sky Documentaries at nine o'clock. So finally, my one to miss this week, and I'm not even going to mention Doctor Who, I'm just going to glide past the new episode of Doctor Who, but I am going to mention The Thief, His Wife and the Canoe, which is a four-part thing stripped across the week on ITV. Now, this is the story of John Darwin and his wife. He's the guy, of course, who faked his own death. He paddled off the coast into into the sea, seemingly went missing, seemingly dead, but in fact he'd faked his death. It was all an insurance swindle. He lived in the house next door to his wife and went through a wardrobe, through a hole in the wall to see her. It was a bizarre story, one of those bizarre stories that completely sort of captured the nation's imagination when it came to light and they were caught years later. And it's been adapted here perfectly nicely. It's got Monica Dolan and Eddie Marsan in it. They're very good. It's also got Carl Pilkington. But it doesn't add anything to what we already know. And the bar's been raised on this kind of thing by Landscapers, the brilliant series with Olivia Coleman, which was also about a kind of ordinary suburban couple who then try and pull off this huge swindle and get caught out. But that gave it layers of really interesting art house 
craziness and lots of visual fun and games. Whereas here with The Thief, His Wife and the Canoe, it's quite a straight retelling and it really only highlights the fact that it's in a way quite a nasty story. I mean, they deceived their own children about the fact that their father was dead, which is a, a, a strange and quite cruel thing to do, obviously. I would say rather than watching the four hours of The Thief, His Wife and the Canoe, you could just go straight to The Thief, His Wife and the Canoe, The Real Story on ITV on Thursday night, which is a documentary about the same events and actually has some details in it that are perhaps too strange to be included in the in the dramatised version. Or, and this is very cheeky, BBC Four on Saturday night are showing their version of it from years ago just called Canoe Man, which is a one-off with Bernard Hill and Saskia Reeves. So just watch that and get the whole thing in an hour. Save three hours of viewing for something more worthwhile. Okay, so that's all for this week. If you want to find out more about any of the shows I've talked about, do pick up a copy of Radio Times or you can go to radiotimes.com. Also, get in touch on social media with any thoughts about the podcast. We'd love to hear from you. If you like what we're doing, spread the word. Otherwise, thank you very much for listening. My name's David Butcher. I hope you can join me again soon. Till then, have a great Easter and happy viewing.